Hey everyone, welcome to Just Michelle Talking. Today's going to be a really interesting day, at least for me anyway. One of the things I try to do with this podcast is not rehearse these episodes. I sometimes write dot points, but basically I try to just open my mouth and see what comes out. And today might be, uh, yeah, today might be kind of interesting. So I, I don't know how many of you are aware of this, but I used to write a blog. I started writing a blog long before blogs were a thing. In April of 2006. So from April 20, 2006 all the way until August 2013, I wrote a blog. And the blog was called MZG and the Hungry Three. And it kind of talked about my life being a mother because when I started that in 2006, my children had just turned five. And when I finished it, they had just turned 12. So it was my life raising, I guess, preteen? I don't know. It was five to 12 preteen? I don't know. Anyway, young triplets. It was about going to culinary school. It was about starting the business only only just uh it was about all that kind of stuff happening at once and sometimes it was like random thoughts sometimes i tried to make it a little bit more structured so i had this thing called um raok which is random acts of kindness and it was all about baking i had you know, all kinds of interesting things going on there i met some really interesting people through that blog who i, I remain friends with it was really a reflection of the life that I was leading with my kids and learning about who I was as an adult and learning about who they were as children and all that kind of stuff. And I thought that blog was lost, as in I tried several times to download it because I, I did it originally on Blogspot and then Blogspot got, got sucked up by Google. And I tried to print it out and I couldn't and I tried to log in multiple times. I tried to log in and I couldn't. Um, and I thought that blog was kind of lost to me. And I was just recently telling my boyfriend about it. And I was telling him about this blog and how it makes me upset that I've never been able to download it and I've never been able to add to it and whatever. And in thinking about that, I was like, oh, I'm just going to give this like one more shot. You know, you just never know. Let's give it one more shot. And I managed to log into it again, which is quite amazing. So I can now edit things, adjust things. My plan is to actually download it and then be able to read it as sort of like as a book or give it to my children as a book. I'm not sure how much of it is going to make sense anymore, to be honest. At the time, it made lots of sense. But now, God, like who knows, man. Anyway, so I was scrolling through said blog and I came across this article called A Hundred Things and it's like got a list of five things about me and then I did it a second time. So I wrote it in July two, 2006 and then I did it again in September 2006. And I thought how funny that I was like telling total strangers five things about me and I thought, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to revisit those and see if they're still true. Like were they only true at the time or were they true now and so I thought what we do is I thought we'd read these two articles and let, let's just see if they're still true right okay so I'm gonna read this literally word for word as it appears on the blog so let's start with this Friday July 14th 2006 it's called the title of the article is 100 things so I've been looking at other blogs when one has all this free time one has to use it in a meaningful way right Lots of them seem to have this hundred things list, which is just a big old boring list of stuff which is supposedly interesting about the people who write the blogs. But you know what? I don't really want to know a hundred things about anyone. 
those lists lose me somewhere around the number 23 mark where the person writing them kind of lost the plot about it and let's be honest got bored themselves and they resorted to things like number 28 in the morning i always put on my left sock before i put on my right sock number 29 after my socks i put my pants on one leg at a time give me a break why is this stuff interesting However, in the interest of getting to know your friendly neighborhood blogger, here are some, much less than 100, interesting, well, okay, interesting to me, possibly boring to you, facts about MCG. How weird that I just said that in third person. It's totally weird. Anyway, okay. Number one, I nearly never laugh out loud. If I read comics in newspapers, a funny book, I see a live comedy show, watch a sitcom on TV, I don't laugh out loud. I might find something funny, but... It's funny in my head and nowhere else. The only times I really laugh out loud are when I'm in active conversation with somebody and they say something funny. I hate going to comedy shows because there's an expectation that you'll laugh out loud, but I don't do out loud laughing, guffawing, chortling, or any other laughing synonym good vocab word you can think of. Okay, just Michelle talking, people, this is 100% true. I, I still do not laugh at reading stuff or watching stuff. I rarely laugh at movies. I pretty much only laugh at talking. <laughs> and myself. I clearly laugh at myself because I just laughed like right then, right? Ridiculous. So yeah, that's a bit of a weird one, right? I just, I don't laugh out loud. And like I watch people reading a book and laughing out loud or reading comics. It's just not my thing. Okay. Number two, I don't like children. There are, very, there are a very, very small number of kids who I actually like and I can interact with. I'm not a natural mother. I actually have to work hard at being maternal. I have never, ever felt clucky. I don't ooh and ah over babies, and I don't find conversation with a nine-year-old stimulating. I adore my kids, and with them I get along and I interact and blah de blah but overall, kids in general kind of annoy me. The list of kids I like is pretty well limited to my kids, my sister's kids, because they're freaking cool. And a child of a friend of mine who is so scary and mature, it's like talking to an adult anyway. I'm nice to other kids, but I don't fawn over them. I just don't do fawning. Strangely, when I tell this to people who know me, they think I'm kidding. I'm not. So please keep your snot-nosed kid away from me. Thanks. So the Michelle of 2006 didn't like kids. The Michelle of 2021, I actually like kids more than I used to. I think at the time I just didn't know how to relate to them or talk to them. I, it all seemed really hard. And that's not true these days. I, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm still not terribly clucky or like, ooh, baby, baby. Like that's not, still not my thing. But I hate them a bit less than I made it sound like in this article. My God, in this article, I sound like I just completely hate kids. Uh, you know what? I'm not a big fan of other people's kids. Not going to lie. That's still true. And I don't know which of my friend's kids that's scary mature that I'm talking about in that article as well. Kids are not my thing, but I adore my kids. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm much nicer to kids these days because I sort of get them a little bit more. Yeah. So there you go. All right, here we go. Number three, I harbor feelings of self-doubt and a constant worry that I'm not doing enough, achieving enough, earning enough, and in general, doubting my skills. Again, this is one of those strange things which people who know me don't believe because outwardly, I'm one of the most confident, self-assured, slightly self-centered, arrogant people you would ever meet. The reality of it is I need constant reassurance that A, I'm not crap at being a mum, B, I'm not crap at being a pastry chef, C, I'm not crap at being a daughter, daughter-in-law, sister, friend, and wife, and D, not crap at giving any of my time or skills to worthy causes, and E, I'm just plain not crap. 
Ask my husband. He'll tell you how much time he spends telling me I'm not crap. You know what? That's actually all still true, although except for the husband part and the pastry chef part. That's actually still true. I'm not so much full of self-doubt these days as I used to be, but these days I still worry that I'm not doing enough, achieving enough, earning enough. It feels like I will never reach the point at which enough is, well, frankly, enough. So this is kind of half true. I don't need constant reassurance anymore in the same way that I used to. And I think that that's something that's just come with maturity, really. Um, so it's not that I need self, it's not, yeah, it's not that I have self doubt so much anymore, but I certainly feel like I'll never achieve enough to make me happy. By the way, I have no idea how much enough is. And I've thought about that a lot. If I do this, will that be enough? If I do that, will that be enough? And the answer I always come back to is sort of, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so still working on that one, not going to lie. I worry, number four, I worry that if I keep posting about serious stuff, all my loyal readers will stop reading this blog. So I promise to be funny again, and truly I do. Here's what's really interesting. The blog posts and episodes of this podcast and of the Business of Baking podcast that were always the most popular were the ones where I just told it like it is. So it's funny that then I, I worried that if I kept posting about serious stuff, people would stop reading, not really realizing that people appreciated that serious stuff just as much, if not more, as all the funny stuff. So it's an interesting lesson. I've, I've really learned over the years about the power and necessity of authenticity and the power of just saying it like it is. The number of times people compliment me for being honest, for saying it like it is, et cetera, is many. Look, there's also people who hate it and don't like the fact that I'm direct and can't stand the fact that I just blurt shit out. But those are lesser than the people who are grateful for it. So there you go. And number five, I really, really hate wearing bras, which are any color other than white. In a pinch, I'll wear nude colored ones, but it makes me feel kind of weird all day. I cannot believe I ever felt that. That's ridiculous. What was that, like 12? Anyway, these days I wear whatever color is available. Mostly black, but what the what? Like, that's ridiculous, right? And here is a little bit of... I'm going to read you the last paragraph. So remember, this was in 2006. Yeah. So here we go. So there you have it. Five fascinating, insightful things about myself for you to enjoy. For those following the job saga, I'm employed. I've got a great job with a schmancy catering company. I work casually for them doing both general chefing and pastry chefing. I've decided to do the chefing course now since it's very part-time and basically gives me more marketable skills. Besides which, I actually do want to know how to bone a fish properly and how to make a kick-ass bechamel. By the way, I can do both now. So yours truly will be qualified as both a pastry chef, which will be my first love, and a commercial cookery chef. Yay me. Being casual, this new job will work around my school hours and pay a ridiculous amount of money, plus give me experience in both areas. Win-win situation. And apparently David was away at the time. So I said, we all miss uh, my husband, but they, uh, as for the single parenting thing, the squids and I are doing great, better than I expected. We all miss ex-husband, but they and I are getting along with a minimum of whining on their part and mine. We're nearly halfway through our time without him. And thus far, it's been smooth sailing. What can I say? I guess there must be a maternal bone in my body somewhere. That's actually also interesting too, because I far prefer single parenting to double parenting. I, we, were, we were our whatever great parents uh, together, but I actually have far preferred the last two years on my own with my kids than I ever enjoyed the time with him. So there you go, right? 
So we had some interesting times in, in the hundred things, but that was back in July. And then in September, I decided to do it again. Let's try this again. So this is the second part of that series. This was on Sunday, September 17th, 2006. So the children are now five and a half years old and it's called a hundred things revisited. And the article goes like this. I've previously discussed the hundred things phenomenon and how annoying I find it. I also haven't been able to figure out why people do this until recently I was told that people do the hundred things thing to celebrate your 100th post on a blog. Now that this has a reason, I can feel a little bit nicer to the whole concept. My hundred post was a joke, I guess, which is damn funny below. I don't know what that is. We'll have to look that up and find out what that is. Oh, okay. Here is the hundredth post. Sorry, I had to scroll down and tell you guys. Did you hear about the pastry chef who was recently arrested for assault? He was beating the eggs and whipping the cream. Oh my God, that's a terrible freaking joke. Anyway, okay. So technically, this is my 101st post. So to celebrate this and still hold true to my I hate these lists things, I'm giving you less than 100 things you may not know or realize about me. Number one. I can be incredibly self-destructive, especially when it comes to food. This is by far my worst personality trait, even worse than my big mouth and my inability to believe in my skills. Yep, true, 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 100% true. I am hugely emotional eater. Uh, it's getting better over time, but still there. Number two, I only ever wear white socks. Colored socks annoy me, and if I wear them, I'll find them vaguely uncomfortable all day long. This is no longer true. Now it's the other way around. If I wear white socks, I don't like it, and I much prefer color socks in, prefer, in particular, sorry, the brand Happy Socks. Three, I worry a lot that my husband will die before I do, and lately I worry he will die suddenly. I actually think about this in detail. What would I do about my job, my home? Would my kids and I move out of our home, this country? How would I cope without him? If he's five minutes late home, I start to feel real anxiety about it, and I have to force myself not to call him and see where he is. Attached to this is my worry that perhaps I love and depend on him a little bit too much. I'm not sure what was going on. Um, I'm not sure what was going on then why I had that worry. I wonder if something happened or I heard a story about that happening or whatever. That's not something that I remember worrying about or worried about ever since. I think that was just very much in that time frame. So I don't recall. Uh, number four, as much as I adore what I do for a living, my favorite foods to eat are bland, simple, and totally comfort food. Someday, if I get interviewed about this, I'm going to have to lie because the foods that I like are bread, rice, and ice cream. Note the complete lack of anything fancy on that list. Very uncool for a chef not to want to be on a desert island with something like foie gras or persimmons or extra virgin olive oil. This is still true. Um, that my favorite foods to eat are simple. They're not bland, but they are, they are simple and they're comfort food. But I think that's true for everybody, not just chefs. I don't know why I was giving myself a hard time about this, but whatever. Number five, I'm afraid of my children's teenage years. They're already opinionated, loud, sometimes irritating, and much smarter than I am. Another eight years of time for them to hone these skills, I've got no chance. In reality, their teenage years were great. You know, we had our moments, like all families, but basically I love my kids being teenagers. They're still teenagers and I still love them. So I don't know what I was afraid of. Number six, I hate admitting that my husband and I needed IVF to have our kids and will avoid saying so unless somebody asks me directly. I'm grateful beyond words, but it's a reminder that I failed at something. I no longer feel this way. And I no longer feel this way because at some point I told somebody this 
Um, and, or somebody, I can't remember exactly what happened, but at some point somebody pointed out to me that if people are asking me, they're probably asking me because they went through their own situation or know somebody who did or are about to go through that situation. And perhaps my being honest and sharing my experience will actually give them some comfort, some assistance, some love, some whatever. And so these days I don't hate admitting it. I don't openly say it either. Like I don't want like, hi, I'm Michelle. Guess what? I went through IVF. It's not like that. But if somebody asks me, I will happily answer them and, and be honest and, and tell the whole story if they want to know. Yeah. Okay. Number seven, this list is far darker and honest than I intended it to be. But rather than worry about that, I'm typing this with an overwhelming sense of pride. Not to be worrying about something is nice. I'm just going to let that sit there. Still true. Number eight, I have actually thrown a party where nobody came. Actually, two parties. In the first case, every single person who was invited couldn't come, so we canceled the event. And in the second case, we changed the date and had a smashing time. Yep, I have definitely thrown parties where people haven't come. Embarrassing, right? <laughs> okay, here's number nine. This week in the kinder playground, a kid came... I, don't, I do not remember this happening. Okay, this week in the kinder playground, a kid came up to me, squeezed my boobs with both his hands and said, my mommy's titties are nicer than yours and walked away. <laughs> I'm still wondering if I should share that little titbit, pun intended, with the mother. <laughs> I do not remember that happening, but that's absolutely freaking hilarious. And there you go, right? So there you have it. Not so much of a celebration in terms of 100 posts, maybe we need more balloons, I don't know. But I just, I tell you what, I've had such a good time going through, and I've really only, truly, just barely touched the surface of this blog, and there's so much funny stuff in there. There's stuff about raising the kids, there's stuff about going to culinary school, there's stuff about changing jobs. And the weird thing is about looking back and reading things of yourself that you know, like, like that job I spoke about, that catering job I spoke about. I met one, a really good friend there and I remain friends with her there. Like there's been a whole bunch of things that I, I, that were just starting in this blog that then went on to be much bigger things. And, you know, at that time, my ex-husband and I were in a really good place and, and we were happy and things were okay. So I was talking about positive stuff there not through the whole blog, but through plenty of it. And it's a good reminder too, right? That sometimes we look back at things with a different filter. You know, I can look back on that marriage now and think about all the horrible things, but there was plenty of good times as well and plenty of lovely, amazing things that happened. And we raised these amazing kids and we had great adventures together. So looking back on this blog, and maybe I'll come across a couple more episodes to share with you guys, but looking back on this blog has been really and, and like I said, I've only scratched the surface, but it's been interesting and fun. And it's particularly funny when I refer to things I don't even remember happening. Like, I don't remember that kid touching my boobies. What the heck? But I don't, I don't remember a bunch of this stuff. And so it's quite funny to read this and go, at the time, it obviously meant enough to me to write about it. Um, but since then, it's, you know, just disappeared into the, the history books of my mind, really. So thanks for sharing with me my 100 things list. Uh, I don't know. Let's see what else we can find. If in case you're curious, by the way, it's mzg.blogspot.com. You can go and check it out. I won't, I'm not going to pull it down. I don't even know how to pull it down, let's be honest. But at some point, my plan is to print it. So on that note, I wonder what has happened in your past that you look back on in one way, but in reality, it was a little bit different. Something to think about for this week. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe. And may you be at peace.